to the Opinionated Benchwarmers Podcast, Episode 7. We're back again, talking sports, me and Ramon. Yeah, yeah, man. And uh, Los is absent again, but he's always here in spirit with us. You know? <laughs> he just made that real sentimental <laughs> right there. We just had a real sentimental moment to open up the fire right there. <laughs> nah, man, shout out to our boy Los, man. Yeah. Shout out to Los, man. He... Been doing a lot of training and all that with his job, and so that's been keeping him away from the pod. But he's still, like you said, with us in spirit, bro. So shout yeah. out to our boy. Of course, man. How you doing? Man, I'm doing good, bro. Been having a pretty good week, bro. Everything been flowing well for me, bro. How you doing? I'm doing good. I just hopped off fresh off the jet. Oh, <laughs> big time, huh? From West Palm. <laughs> Yeah, living it you up, know, bro. You living yeah. it up. You know, doing a little something, you know, trying to, you know, expand my wings, bright, brighten my horizons. Yeah, I see you, bro. I yeah. See you, bro. But, you know, I'm glad to be back and talking sports once again. Uh, shout out to the listeners. Yeah, shout out to y'all, man. a lot of good support. Right, we really appreciate y'all, man. Keep checking us out. You know, as Rob always alludes to, man, check us out on our various platforms whether it's itunes or whether it's google play or stitcher check us out there check us out on social media get at us on instagram o underscore bench warmers get at us on twitter o underscore bench warmers and then we also got our facebook out there for the facebook lovers as well check us out on facebook yep. at the opinionated bench warmers just show us you know some love on all those platforms bro but I mean, I think at this point, I'm ready to just kind of get into it, bro. Yeah, just ready to get going, bro. Yeah, let's talk playoffs. Yeah, bro. So are they, are they heating up? Oh, here you, you, <laughs> are the playoffs heating up, as you would normally say? They are getting, they're, they're simmering. Okay. Because I predict a sweep. I have predicted oh, a so sweep. So you're saying the broom's coming out. Yeah, I think this is over by Friday. And I think we'll be stuck to resorting to uh, college baseball. <laughs> And college yeah, softball and golf. All the sports that really doesn't really, you know, quench your thirst, but it's just something it, to have. It holds you over, bro. We got a little It's team. like when those bars or uh, the restaurants be having on those random sports. You know, like, who who watches uh, competitive chess? Right? <laughs> but, you know. Right. Yeah. Spelling bees and all. Yeah, man. right. <laughs> spelling bees and everything. But, you know, yeah, I think this is wrapped up Friday, bro. Yeah, it's a tough one, bro. I it's tough for me to say that it's gonna be done Friday. I just think that that LeBron can pull out one, bro. I think nah. he might be able to pull out one game. You sound like a LeBron fan. Now. I mean, bro, I wouldn't say I'm a LeBron fan. I appreciate the man's game, bro. But come on, bro. yeah, I, I respect and appreciate his game, but LeBron fans are getting out of hand. <laughs> oh, they they. Getting it. <laughs> oh, they are. They are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's like, something that's just coming. Yeah, man, I, I don't see, you know, and I've recently gotten into an argument with some guys. I I'm not a, you know me. Like, I, I don't like debating with uh, objective people. Sub, what subject? Subjective. You want to be objective. Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I got you, man. I got you. I'm here with you. Hey, man, man you, you got a you got a master's, bro. I, I, I just got an undergraduate. Oh, don't do yourself. <laughs> don't do but you. my point is, you know, you know, if you you got it made up in your mind, and if you're like showing favoritism towards a player, like I really can't, you know, get into a, a reasonable conversation right. with you, you know. And so, like, it's just like, you know, why. You know, I even engaged, so I 
subsequently got into an engagement. And I didn't expect. That's the worst argument to get into when you don't even expect to get into an <laughs> argument. I end up here? Right. Like, I just stated a fact. Look, KD did the same thing that LeBron did. Uh-oh, uh-oh. And LeBron paved the way. LeBron left for Miami in 2010 to join forces with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. And KD joined forces with Draymond, Clay, and Steph. Like, there's no difference there. Yeah, you know, it's it's aggravating, LeBron, but you can't yeah. tell a LeBron fan that they're like, it's the same, it's not the same. <laughs> LeBron right. is the greatest of all time. I'm like, bro, like I didn't say that that's a knock on LeBron. LeBron has no. the right to do whatever he wants, right. so does KD. Right. But it's the, you know about the... Like you said, yeah. the way that I look at it, Brad, is that there are minor details that they can point to that are quote-unquote different. But when you look at the, the scope of it and look at what both of them were doing, they both were putting themselves in the best position to win championships. And that's what it came down to. LeBron kind of set that tone in the beginning. We thought, you know, when that happened in 2010, people going to always talk about LeBron, especially when they lost in 2011. They're going to always beat him up about this decision. But not what you're hearing every single week. You're hearing him in the GOAT discussion. Because what he decided, if I go to Miami, if I start winning championships, years down the line, they're not going to think about this minor detail of this happening like that. Same thing with KD. He said, okay, I got to do what's best for me. I got to go to the situation where I feel like I got the best chance to win a championship. And when it goes, comes down to when our kids, you know, we don't have, me and Rob don't have kids right now, but no. when our kids are no, coming up, <laughs> they are not going to be looking at the, the details of the KD situation. All they're going to know is, you know what, Kevin Durant is a top three small forward of all time. He got, what, three or four rings, you know, and he blah, blah, this and that. And, you know, that's pretty much what they're going to think about with that situation. So, at the end of the day, of course, you're going to bring up the minor different details. They're going to say he went to a 73-9 team or, you know, he went to the team that beat him and knocked him out. At the end of the day, LeBron set the footprint, the blueprint, uh, I'm gonna do what's best for me. Yeah. To win a championship. KD, KD followed it. Yeah, but LeBron. Yeah, LeBron fans. They just, you know, they can't see it. Even when you compliment their player, they right. still find a way to turn it to where you're criticizing Bruh. him. And you know, just like you said, you know, seventy three and nineteen. Okay, whatever. But you can look at. I think you can look at any any situation. And it's like, oh, I can find a difference in it. But right. when you uh, add up the numbers and when you, you know compare apples to oranges, you know, you will come out clearly and see that it's the same thing. It's yeah. apples and apples. You yeah. know, it's the same. Let me same put myself in the best position to, to win, win to compete. And I'm going to join forces with some of the best players in the team. People don't realize, you know, Dwayne Wade, top two shooting guard. Yeah. Uh, Chris Bosh, top, I'd say number one power forward in the league. At yeah. the time, he was averaging like twenty four and twelve. Exactly or crazy like and that. You're, you're adding and Wade was a top three player. I know you saying mm-hmm. top two at the position because we mm-hmm. got mentioned the Black, Black Mamba, Mamba obviously yeah. being number one. But uh, he Wade was top three in the league. So two of the top three players joined in with another top ten player, and then brought in other serviceable pieces, other bona fide role players right. that put themselves when they assembled that team they were labeled as the favorites at that point and so yeah and i mean you know when you join forces with two players that's averaging 20 plus come on man and then that's we didn't even mention you know your donis and yeah 
you know, uh, you got Mario uh, Chalmers. Mario Chalmers and your um, cousin. No, <laughs> I knew you was coming. <laughs> Shane Bader. And, you know, we're not even mentioning role players, but just by far the star players. Come on, man. Let's not do this. You know, yeah. LeBron, you know, he got his rings, you know, and, you know, by joining forces. And, you know, if, you go, if you're not going to discredit LeBron, then you're not going to discredit KD. And they got to be prepared for it even when it happens this offseason because LeBron going to once again do the best thing for him. And, to and go to Philadelphia. Yeah, put himself in a place to win championships and that. Just is what it is. Speaking of which, man, bro, what's up with your boy Ben, man? <laughs> That's your boy, bro. I, I, Ben is dating a Kardashian, bro. Like we, like we can't ignore it, bro. Like she, I mean, like at first gonna, he's gonna say that technically she's a Jenner because nah. she don't have a. But he literally said uh, that he would let go a, of what Tanashi. I, I mean, the list goes on. Okay, we know yeah. when you mention Kanye and how ruined he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the, that's the gimmick. But Chris Humphreys, <laughs> Chris Humphreys was a serviceable, yeah, serviceable, was a serviceable NBA player nice prior to Kemp, right? He was a nice one. He was really good. Yeah. And then you got James Harden. Yeah. And that was only James when he conquered the curse because yeah. he got out of there. And now he's the NBA MVP. There's no coincidence there, right? <laughs> And then you got Lamar Odom, you know, like sixth man of the year, former Laker, you know, great player, you know, like. So you telling me, bro, bro. where LeBron sitting in that pitch meeting, he gonna be looking at Ben like, bro, you gotta make a decision, bro. You gonna right. still ride on this train? I ain't joining this stuff with hey, you. Hey man, I'm not the one to get in any man's business, <laughs> but Ben, bro, like, come on, man, like, I feel like. He need to work on his shot, and I feel like any distraction from that, because if LeBron's gonna come there, he's gonna have to get a jump shot. Oh, definitely gotta get a jump shot, because LeBron gonna have the ball in his hands. I know LeBron said that he wants to play off ball. That's something he want to have a chance to do. But you still know at the end of the day, the he, ball gonna be in his hands. <laughs> yeah, and so Ben gotta get a jump shot to be yeah. able to play off ball, or it's gonna allow the defense to pack the paint so much because you already got Embiid down there. They know LeBron want to attack and get to the rim, and if Ben can't shoot a jumper, that's yeah. So they, we they gonna play defense like like Kobe played on Rondo in the finals that year, where Kobe just sat in the lane basically, pretty much played zone and bruised, <laughs> bruised that boy. So I mean, goodness, man, like you know, I hope that it, it works out, but. Hey, yeah, man. I just had I couldn't be a I I wouldn't be you know this wouldn't be the peanut eventual podcast unless I mentioned it. Yeah, you had to throw it out there, bro. So what? Back to what we were talking about with this this finals, bro, and what's going on with that. So you saying that you think that the brooms are, are coming out? Oh, they out. So the brooms are that's yeah. that's definitely it. In fact, they the NBA has already shipped the uh, <laughs> the confetti, they got the gold and blue to Cleveland. They've already arranged the balloons up in the front. Like, got it, what's, what's been your The take? t-shirts are in the hats have already been made. Come on. And you're saying the other ones being sent over. All right, <laughs> All right now we ain't going to get into that. We ain't going to get into that. So what, what's your take, though, so far on the finals? Is like you Man, I, like, I'm just, just how irritating uh, LeBron fans are. <laughs> like, bro, like, you know, like, 
I saw that the NBA is rigged. Like, I'm so sick of that sentiment, bro. Like, we got to stop that. Yeah. Like, think about how many great situations could be that the NBA has passed up on. Right. If it was rigged. Like, wouldn't you would have preferred to see Ben Simmons face LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah. Wouldn't like you rather the, the, see, in history, Kobe face LeBron? Oh, you would have had to see that. And, you know, even LeBron say that's one thing that I regret, that I wasn't able to get my team to the finals to face Kobe. You know, like... Come on, bro. Cut it out. Like, if, if, you know, like, your team is, if things aren't going the way you, you plan, like, you know, it, it's not through the resort. Like, we didn't even talk about JR. But, I mean, JR, like, you know. Wait, what's the score? We are, you up one? You. What? We're talking JR, bro. Oh, JR. <laughs> Man, JR not knowing the school, bro. Like, bro, you, That's you, the worst thing you ever. You know that type of stuff in, like, rec league basketball. Like, little kids understand. Man, little kids, yeah. You know, like, it, it's ridiculous, bro. And then, But, you know, that's a bad situation. But just to play it to my point, like, JR, everybody knows JR is not sober when he's playing those games. <laughs> so, I mean, like, you know, when it happened, I was like, what is he doing? But then when I saw who it was, I was like, oh, okay. That okay, makes, well, makes sense. You know, we'll kind of talk <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, like... Come on, bro. Like, you know, the NBA is real. It's so whack when your team is losing. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's kind of like. Right. And then the people that say the NBA is real, they no, never have, like, objective evidence that the NBA is real. Nah, nah. It, it, the NBA definitely is not rigged. And there's going to be bad calls and stuff that happen. That just happens. In every in sport. sport, bro. That just happens in sports. So there's going to be times where you don't agree with every single thing. You know, even thinking about. Even down to the whole block charge thing, and I know that's been the oh the, my the god. I knew when it happened. I was like, oh my god! If it was if it was Kyle Korver and this call got overturned, nobody would care. Right, but since but it's, it's LeBron, LeBron, and it was it was it was a block. Let's it just call it what it, it, it was. Moving. A, yeah, it was a block. Now, whether you say that the rules should be in place or not, I can hear both sides. I can hear both perspectives of that. I can understand you saying that that rule shouldn't be in place. For you to have a chance to overturn what is a subjective call. Like, it's different when you can bonafide say, okay, this player stepped out of bounds or this player, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, being having a chance to overturn a subjective call, that's a weird situation. And then, you know, part of the reason of it, you having to review it was the fact that they said he could have been in a restricted area when obviously he wasn't. But Jeff Green's foot was there. And so, that's what the officials could have mm-hmm. saw. But when it came down to it, if you really just talk about it for what it was, it was a block. Yeah, it was a block, it was a block bro. Yeah, and it's so, just so many factors. I mean, you look at the missed free throw by George Hill. Yeah, you know, nobody so- wants to talk about I mean, nobody wants to talk about that, but I think that the JR moment overshadowed that. Oh, it totally moment. did. It totally you know, like, we know how to overlook JR and his mishandling of the time and the score. Like, we know how to do that. Right. But just tell why why I lie about it after the game, bro? Why I lie to the He was embarrassed, bro. Bro, when you clearly first of all, it made it so much worse of the fact that you know when you in those games now, you got 10, 15, 20, 30 different cameras on you. And you're gonna gonna, yeah, that's what gonna zoom in and see exactly what you said. And when you said it, you told LeBron, I thought we were ahead. Then your coach came in post game and said yeah, he thought we had, he thought we were up one. He thought we were 
ahead. You know, but then you come in your post game as if, nah, man, I knew we were tired and I thought that, you know, if I got it out there, we were going to call timeout. It would have been a that, good laugh you didn't <laughs> see him. If you didn't yeah, see him. Yeah, but, and then he came back in, the, in one of his uh, presses, like, not the presses, but you know, they're available yeah. to media, like, during practice, he said that he he didn't know the school. He came back and said he didn't know the school. Bro, it's, we all understand what happened. We know what happened in that situation. It is what it is. But ultimately, too, of course, it's a bonehead thing. But, two, it partially even bailed out KD in a sense because KD gave up the offensive board. He ain't put a body enough on hmm. on Jr. to not hmm. let Jr. get hmm. there. So, in a sense, like, Jr. bailed out so Your many people. Your best player bro. in the league. Bro, he's okay. You ain't gonna let me do that now. Huh? <laughs> All right, bro. I'm gonna just admit it right now. It towards the middle of the season. After I observed everything that KD did in the finals and all that, when I was evaluating players, I did put KD as my number one player in the league. I have since then realized that I was wrong about that. That LeBron is the best player in the league. It's not really up for discussion I or debate at this point. You were right. You were right. You got that. I mean, you also did say the Raptors were going to the finals. Oh, they were really I mean, good. I mean really so good. when we get in the grand scheme of bad takes, um, but still, but but I did say that at that point when I was evaluating him, I felt that KD as an offensive player had arrived was basically just as good or maybe even better as an offensive talent than LeBron. And defensively, KD had a better defensive year than LeBron had. So, like, simplifying it in that sense, of course, I didn't get in the nitty-gritty of every reason why I made that call earlier. That's why I said KD. But it's obvious. I mean, the man that dropped 51-8-8 and played almost a perfect game in game one, he was ridiculous. He had even another great game in game two that gets overshadowed just yeah. because it it wasn't the same. Well, it was as like that 38 game. points or something? It was, a, well, I think he had like 29 points, but he had like 13 assists to go with it and like nine rebounds. So he averaging basically 40 for the series, you know, oh, with yeah, that's 11 what I'm assists. He averaging 39. Yeah, with like 11 assists and like, you know, almost eight or nine rebounds or something. That's LeBron, so, though. He yeah. does that every time. So who's in your Mount Rushmore players best in the league? Best in the league right now? Yeah, I go first. When we go first, I asked the question, but I answered. Okay, so in the league right now? Oh, in the league right now? No. Oh, you talking about like history? Yeah, Mount oh. Rushmore's history of best president. Okay. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that um, in my Mount Rushmore's is a uh, Kobe, of course, MJ. Kareem, this is no particular order. Kareem, Magic. Okay, so LeBron don't make your Mount Rushmore. Nah. Okay. Not, not yet. You know, I think he'll be there eventually. <laughs> All right, bro. I think some of my Lakers fans not going to love this when I say this point. My Mount Rushmore, LeBron is in my Mount Rushmore. He is on my Mount wow. Rushmore. So I do have him there. I, I think that he's elevating himself to that space. MJ gotta be there. MJ the goat. Yeah. Gotta have him up there. Um, gotta have my boy Kobe. That's that's automatic. That was automatic right in. You didn't even have to think about is it. Is uh, No, this is not in order. I would not have said LeBron's name first. And LeBron fans, what? They gonna take that as, oh, nah, he said LeBron ain't the greatest yeah. of all time. Yeah. Um, but he's on my mind, Rushmore. And then that fourth spot gotta go to my boy Magic Johnson. So, Sorry to all the Kareem fans out there and all that. Yeah, um, I, I don't understand that. I could have. I would have been more wild if you had said Magic. If you would have left Magic off, oh, because Magic is just so inspirational. So what you see in the game today, when you think about no look passes, court vision, 
You make you think about a guy that can, you know, kind of like in a P marriage uh, type of sense, oh. throw the ball one one way, but it goes the a completely opposite direction. You know, Bro, who throws full court bounce passes like right? Full court, <laughs> yeah, like, like it, like his, like. Man, people don't understand, like, younger kids who are listening, bro, if you're an up-and-coming point guard, if you're just a complete fan of the game, bro, make sure you check out, you know, look up Magic on YouTube. You'll see his highlights and how amazing he was. Like, Magic was MJ before MJ, you know. Magic was that He paved the way. You know yeah, what I'm saying? All they so, want to hear now is Steph Curry. Steph yeah, Curry. But Magic is a man. I've heard somebody say that, that Steph Curry is already the greatest point guard of all time. No, man. no. Nah, man. Magic Johnson is it's still a dude, bro. He's Chris Paul is in the conversation. Chris Paul is a top five. Definitely, definitely no, top five. Bro, top, top two. Top two? Top three. Who going to put... Okay. Who would you put... Who would you put above him? I... I that's the best. You, I'll tell you the point guards that's, John in, that's in that discussion. John Stockton is in that discussion for me. Isaiah Thomas is in that discussion for me. Yeah. I'm not talking about the current Isaiah. Not that one. I'm talking about Zeke from yeah. the Bad Boy Pistons. Yeah. Um, you throw Chris Paul in there. You gotta, you gotta put. You know, do you have Oscar Robertson definitely as a point guard or is he a shooting guard? Or I view him more so as a point. So you talk about a guy. That was the first triple double guy that and you know was averaging a triple double in the season. So you got several different point guards. Now, do I think I know you're not gonna agree with this, but when it's all said and done, Steph is gonna be higher on that list than Chris Paul. I mean, probably so because he got the championships. Steph's gonna be number two on that list. No, I mean, I mean he will be probably because of the accolades of the championships, I mean, and, he, and he's gonna be he's gonna be the finals MVP this year. So, and you're right, he did change the game. Yeah, so I mean, you think about impact and all that, the landscape of things. Yeah, but Magic is still number one. It's an outside yeah. track on that yeah, point. Magic, Magic is still six nine game. point guard who played center when Kareem went down. Yeah, people always one talk of the about greatest it. games of an NBA history. That's the thing that gives me man. People talk about the game and they talk about LeBron like uh, he was first to be able to play the one through the five. Like nah, Magic Johnson Magic started mm-hmm. at the five his rookie year. Started there in the biggest game of the season. Without who was arguably the best player in the league at that time in Kareem, that was when Kareem was still at his like superpowers. Like he was Kareem was MJ before Magic and then Magic. Right, that's the that's the thing, bro. It just keeps going on. It's almost like you just got to look at this thing generations, generations, and eras, and just give. I saw a meme earlier today. It said. MJ equals 90s, Kobe equals 2000s, and LeBron equals 10s. Yeah, I, I, and I, I was like, ah. and they all in the picture was like all of them had their arms yeah. around each other, and I was like, oh, I'm with it, I'm with I'm it, I'm with, with it. it, yeah, like even though Kobe won his last championship in 2010, yeah, but but, <laughs> <laughs> but nah, so, I'm with it, nah, but I'm I'm with it, like you said, you go through the different eras, you look at the 70s, I probably say that's Kareem's. Time right there, and then we, another one we don't Bird. mention too is Bill Russell. Yeah, you yeah. know Bill Russell was a great you know championship guy. You say he uh, had eleven championships. Eleven championships. But then some sports writers say you know who's older than us say he was playing against the mailman and the the janitor. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So the I mean, plumbers. yeah. So it's kind of like 
you know, that kind of is a knock on him. But, I yeah. mean, still, you can't deny the greatness of a living championship. Right. And I think in the grand scheme of things, like, when I look at when I look at Bill Russell, of course, he's obviously no debate. Oh. He's in he, <laughs> Yeah, he's obviously no doubt in the top 10. Some people would say you got to put him in your top five. I don't know. I think these kind of things are subjective. When I look at it, the 11 rings are no doubt. They great. They stand out. It also was a time where I think they had about, what, eight teams in the league and that he played with about seven or eight Hall of Famers. You know, like I said, you got your Bob Cousy's and your John Havlicek's and your Sam Jones and your KC Jones and all those guys. And um, and so I think that's what sometimes kind of diminishes it. I think that, you know, as a defensively, he's one of the greatest defenders and rebounds of all time. I yeah. think that his offensive game may have been lacking a, a little bit. Of course, I wasn't sitting there watching him night in and night out like I watched these guys. No, but you um, watching your twin. Oh, chill out. I knew you were going to try to slide something in right there. <laughs> um, but but still, in the grand scheme of things, if you have Bill Russell on your Mount Rushmore, I can see that. If Kareem is on your Mount Rushmore, I can see that. You know, I can see if, even if you put Larry Bird, whatever you kind of feeling right there, but, you know, my Mount Rushmore will be LeBron, Kobe, MJ, Magic, and that probably won't change for a long time, if not ever. Yeah, oh man. Uh, I'm with it, bro. It makes sense to me. I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. So, so I guess, I mean, with us talking about, like, these finals and talking about, you feel that, you know, it's over and for. I said I think LeBron can get a game. What do you feel... Two things, really. What is this going? Is this going to impact LeBron's legacy at all? And then, where does he go from here? Like, I don't think he. I don't think it should affect his legacy. He's done all he can do, and I'm going to sound like a LeBron fan right now, but it's the truth. This year, you know, he really don't have any help. You know, and well, I won't say he don't have any. He don't have enough help. I say that. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, Kayla, I'll, 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 I'll say it even better. I'll say it better than better even than that. Articulated better is that. His role players are not doing enough. You know, when a guy's putting up 51 points and you still lose, you know, it's it's pointing to the fact. And it was a 50 points that probably was put together the best that I've ever seen because it wasn't like he was, you know, being like a Westbrook, just jacking it up. It was ridiculous. You know, it was efficient. He He picked his play. He picked his spots. You know, I always did say that if I was to create the ultimate best player, NBA player ever, I would have LeBron James IQ. And Kobe Bryant's mentality yeah. towards the game, and you know, and you know, Kobe's IQ is very, yeah. very high. Yeah. You know, but you know, LeBron, just the way he picks his spots, the way he makes players better, you know, and you know, and still able to get fifty-one points while keeping his teammates involved as much as he could. Yeah. You know, I mean, I look at how many shots. Man, J J C is my boy. Jordan Clarkson is my <laughs> boy, but. As many as shot open shots that Jordan Clarkson get is and is is missing, right. you know. Imagine if, imagine if he was to have a shooter that could really knock it down in that spot. I mean, Cleveland could very well have very well have ran away with Game One, so you know, and won Game Two. You know, well, uh, you might. I yeah. I think so, bro. Like it would have yeah. been. They might have ultimately would have lost, and it, but it would have been close. 
Because JC had a lot of open yeah, shots. Even Kyle like, Carver, your boy, who was missing shots, bro. But when Steph is dribbling behind the back, it falls off of him. He don't. He loses the handle, and then he can just pick it up from about twenty eight and just throw it up and yeah. then go in. Yeah. I I don't know about game two. I give you game one. I give you game one yeah. that they that they definitely could have had that one. I don't know about game two. But and then I think, but you know, to answer your question, I don't think it should affect his legacy because he's doing all he could do. Uh, secondly, you know, where did he go from here? Of course, you know, we, we've said it on the pod. We were called, we were well documented in saying that he's, we believe he's going to go to Philly. We believe that he won't be in Cleveland next year. So, yeah. um, I'm, you know, that's why. Yeah, I'm kind of on the fence on his next destination. Obviously, I don't think it's Cleveland. I don't see a way that they can make that work. Um, you know, I was talking with my cousin recently. He mentioned you know, well, Cleveland might pull a rabbit out the head and get some type of trade. I just don't see what type of assets other than that pick that they have. I just don't see how they can swing a, a nice deal to get a guy or, or two in there that will really help them out enough. So I think it comes down to, like, Philly or Houston um, with L.A. probably sitting third in the polling position. I don't think he um, want to go to the West Coast. That's my only thing. I don't think. Yeah. I, this is what I'll say. I think LeBron is going to do what puts him in the best position to win a championship. So if it's a situation, I truly believe, this is, if it's a situation out west that he feel like he would beat Golden State with a team, like let's just say I dream. Houston, I think yeah, they could. Right. Let's say our dream scenario happened and Paul George, LeBron, and Kawhi Leonard can get paired up. I don't think LeBron is going to pass on that. If he can get that, that's LeBron could beat Golden State with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Golden State still is great. I just, like I said, sometimes their mentality kind of throws me off with them. But I think, like I said, getting back to my point, it's going to be what he feels is the best position for him to win a championship. And at the end of the day, it's really what's going to help him to beat Golden State. Because whether he sees them before the finals in the West or whether he sees them getting to the finals out of the East and matching up with them, it's still going he going to have to... Slay the giant. He gonna have to beat them. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think that LeBron is well calculated, and his team are gonna get together and pick the best situation for him to go to. You know, uh, I've argued this with you know not to you know rag on LeBron fans so much, but you know I had this discussion with them. You know, they're like, oh my goodness, you know, LeBron, you know he shouldn't be criticized because he went back home. To you know, to, to take care of business and make things right, you know, to make up for when he left him. No, LeBron was going back to Cleveland yeah. because they had Kyrie Irving. That was calculating. And, and, and uh, Kevin Love had a gentleman's agreement that he was going to sign there, and you know he knew that he could sign with a young piece, and you know that's why he was mad that Kyrie got traded because he expected to stay in Cleveland, and right. as Kyrie aged, yeah. as he aged. Right. You know, Kyrie could take over, right. and, you know, he could still be with a competitive team. That's what LeBron right. was thinking. Like said, Same I, with Miami. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, we even talked about it back then. We knew, of course, he was going to play with a young Kyrie that's, a, was an all, that's an up-and-coming all-star, one of the best players in the league even at that time. And like you said, we knew Cleveland had the pieces that they would be able to construct a deal to sign, to go and make the trade for Love, and that Love would then in sign with Cleveland and agree to an extension and all that after the fact with that. And so, like you said, I mean, we saw the right on the wall. Kevin Love was still, 
people forget Kevin Love was putting up 26 and 12 at Minnesota. Man, that boy was putting up sometimes some game 30 and 20. Yeah, so he was he was over there. He was balling in Minnesota. And so we knew, we said when that happened, we said, okay, Kyrie is there. They got Wiggins there. Um, they got Bennett there. Yeah. They bought the, they had just drafted <laughs> oh, Wiggins. I forgot about Bennett. And you forgot Anthony <laughs> Bennett, huh? Bro. The worst number one pick probably yeah, bro, ever. Bro. Next I to, think. Nah, next to Kwame Brown. Yeah, but at least Kwame played nah, a couple. Kwame was trash. He, he was trash, but at least he gave more seasons than <laughs> that. Anthony Bennett, bro. Bro, where he, is he? I don't know what happened to him, bro. It's like he just fell off. The, too. He gonna have. He, that's a 30, 30, 30 for thirty. That right is there. a thirty for thirty. I'm trying to see in that opinionated bench warmers. Uh, <laughs> that's <a> documentary, <laughs> right? I mean, that's that's crazy. I'm trying to see. That was a 2013 draft, Huh? Nah. Bro, you just got them rolling today, huh? Like, you had them saved <laughs> up. Like, you had the, the joke book just sitting right there. You just pulling them all out hey, today, bro. Man. You just got I'm them all. Good today. But, yeah, everybody knew that that. Back to the point, everybody knew that was the setup. It, it was going to end up being Kyrie, Kevin Love, LeBron, and that was going to be the thing that propelled him eventually to hopefully win the rings again. And so you're going to see uh, really the same thing this summer. He's going to once mm-hmm. again do the thing that positions him best to win a championship with all, a lot of these teams is going to be about actually figuring out if the numbers are going to work out with Houston's situation it's tough even if they Houston has eight free agents right now but even if they got rid of all their free agents renounced all their route rights yeah, well, they only have 18 million dollars mm-hmm. they only have 18 million at that point so then, then you got to get creative today He's not taking a cut. Yeah, he said he's going to sign that for a match. because he played well this season. Right. So, Houston still has a lot of things they have to figure out. Most teams have things they would have to figure out, except for really Philly and then, of course, you know, L.A., as we mentioned. But Philly, all they would have to do is they have enough money right now for a max slot for, like, a Paul George or a Boogie right now, which is more so around that $30 million to $31 million. But to get to LeBron's max figure, um, which is actually a little bit larger, around that $35 million, um, they would have to probably just move maybe one or two deals around. Um, and then, of course, they obviously wouldn't re-sign J.J. Redick unless he came back for the minimum or something like that. Um, but those two destinations are where it's the cleanest. But, you know, pretty much in any situation, they'll do whatever they got to do, um, try to move whatever contracts they got to move in order to to make it work out and to get LeBron there. So you almost at this point can't rule anything out. But like I said, if we mentioned the contenders, you looking at Houston being a potential spot. You looking at Philly being a potential spot. Um, we throw LA around as a potential spot. Some people want to throw San Antonio into the book right now as something, possibility. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. Because uh, he know obviously in Cleveland, he can't get it done with that anymore. Yeah. Yes, yeah, um, you know, I was looking at, you know, the, the NBA teams, you know, because oh, yeah, LeBron yeah. makes it every year. Yeah, so we'll just, just talk right about, in, that's a pencil in. Yeah, we'll just talk about the other four guys, um, Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, James Harden, and Damian Lillard. Uh, out of all that, when I looked at the team, I was just happy for Dame, you know, Dame Dollar. You know, he it's been a long time coming, bro. I feel like he's been underrated for most of his career. Yeah. And what he brings to that team, to the Blazers, bro, like, you know, I don't know why LaMarcus left. You know, because Dame seems like a good good teammate, too. Yeah. But, you know, 
you know, Dame is, you know, it's been a long time coming for him, and I'm happy for him, and I think that he's well-deserving, you know, despite his, you know, his playoff, you know, debacle. But, you know, it turned out not to be a good matchup for him yeah. with Drew. Yeah. So, yeah, I was talking, like you said, I mean, you got to look at this in the scope of the regular season. That's really what it boils down to. And his regular season was really up there with any other guard you can put out there. And when you look at the fact that Steph was hurt so much throughout the year, so that kind of knocks him down. And you look at the fact that Dane's team, you know, them being finishing third place in the West, obviously finishing finishing ahead of OKC because, you know, Westbrook would be the other guard that they would throw around there. Um, you know, Dane doing that with expectations that weren't even, you know, people didn't think that, that they would be the three seed. Going into the season, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have told most people, and I know you weren't high on OKC at all, but going into the season, most people would have probably said, OKC would probably finish ahead of, of um, mm-hmm. Portland. That Portland will be one of those fringe, you know, maybe seven, eight seed getting into it. So for Dane to lead them to the three seed and play the way he played, I think it was worth it. I think he merited um, getting that first team all NBA. And then everybody else, that's just kind of understood that those guys should be the, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then another one that I like on there is Anthony Davis from, out of New Orleans for the Pelicans. Uh, he made it as a center. Uh, you know, just what he did when Boogie went out is, is amazing, you know. And I think that when Boogie, you know, made his run and everything, you know, when Boogie went out, you know, AD took over. Yeah. So, I mean, that was a good thing. And. Yeah, no, nah, it was a. Uh, no, AD definitely took over during that time, bro. Like, AD was. It was crazy. We had some, you know, some talks, some discussions about AD early in the season about, you know, where he was in the landscape of the best players in the league. And really, at the end of the season, he convinced me that he was top three in the league as far as players go. Like, I felt that AD just kind of put that squad on his back. He played at a level I haven't seen him play. He was, you know, one of the best defenders, arguably. I mean, he's up for the Defensive Player of the Year award, potentially. He was all NBA first-team defense. Um, And just, I mean, he was just, he just put that team on his back, carried them to the playoffs when people thought that, you know, the Pelicans might fall out of the playoff picture. Um, he kind of shouldered that load there. And so, you know, definitely everything for AD is merited as well as other guys that's on there. Is there anybody, like, amongst those that you would think, you know, maybe he shouldn't have been first team or maybe this guy that's on second team should have actually been first team or there any? No, I thought it was interesting that Giannis made second. That made second team, even though I think he was deserving of it. But I think that, you know, I thought, you know, because he's, he's like a LeBron-esque type player. You know, reporters really love yeah. Giannis, just like they love LeBron. You know, and we saw how they, you know, reporters don't really, you know, they don't really love Kobe like that. You know, no, Kobe rubs a lot of people the wrong way. He does. Rightfully so, but, you know. He don't rub, you know, and players appreciate him, but. That's right, that's another, another discussion. <laughs> that's another discussion. But, you know, the fact that he they was able to be realistic and, and put him on second team, I thought was, you know, was surprising yeah. to me. Right. I thought they would have tried to sneak him on. Sneak him on the first, first team. Yeah. And potentially, I thought it was a chance for that just because KD mid, did miss some games during the season. 
Uh, he didn't play, you know, that full season. So I thought that there may be a chance for that. But honestly, at the end of the day, I mean, first team All-NBA, I was good with it. You know, they're going to be your big-time diehard Russell Westbrook fans that's going to say Russ got cheated and Russ should have been on first team. I mean, I can hear you. He averaged a triple-double again, which is amazing and it's great. Um, but I think that, that they got it right, honestly. Yeah, I think they got it right. I don't have any complaints, really. I don't have any. Yeah. Uh, James Harden, of course, would make it. That's our MVP. Yeah, that's MVP, so. Yeah, so. You know, that's pretty cool. Um, as far as, like, a couple interesting things. Uh, you mentioned Isaiah. I couldn't wait to to uh, bring him <laughs> up. You know, he was uh, recently in a segment on Jimmy Kimmel with the, you know, bridging the yeah, gap yeah, right. competition or whatever. And uh, it was both of the Isaiah Thomas, bad boy Isaiah from the Detroit Pistons, which is like 57. And then Isaiah Thomas of our generation, who's 29. And uh, it was just disappointing to see Isaiah not be able to not only answer the old people yeah. questions, in which I was able to answer. Yeah, I, yeah. I, mean, I wasn't able to answer the... I was, more, how you didn't know who Marvin the Martian was? Yeah, I know. That one was like... And how you didn't know who Thanos was? Yeah, that one that you gotta know, bro. That, the stuff that's been going yeah. around on Twitter and all that, bro. How that was like the biggest thing for weeks on weeks. So, I mean, that was disappointing. And, yeah. you know, Isaiah Thomas, you know, he ain't gonna make the comment. I'm getting swept like the Cavs. Yeah, he threw that jab in there. Which is just like... <laughs> You really not winning with doing that. Like, I mean, yeah. it, it, that whole Cleveland situation was a rough situation. It didn't work out. But, like, throwing a jab right there is kind of like, okay. But I guess what Isaiah basically saying, I mean, I know he we talk about how he almost kind of, like, disconnected from – Every every day, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, apparently, right. But I tell you, that man say he. Like all I can understand him not knowing who the housewife was. Cause I didn't know that one either. Cause I don't really watch that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But you know, if you have to know who Thanos is, right? But the man say he focused on his game right now. He said he focused on recovering from everything he had injury wise. Then he didn't know who sung the song. This is America, bro. Like how you don't know? This is that's the number one song in the country. Like, he said Chance the Rapper. He's like, oh, I know that one. It's Chance the Rapper. I'm like, bro, like, what? I.T. might have been, he might have been meddling it in for TV, bro. Nah, man. Don't get that man a pass, bro. Bro, you giving this man a hard time, man. Okay, he he didn't get him right, but I.T. say, in his mind right now, all he focused on is getting himself together, getting his game together. He trying to get his new contract. And so that's his... That's his focus right now. If he can get paid, he ain't worried about missing a couple of questions on TV. Man, whatever. You but, know, what? What do you think is gonna happen with that? You think what, like contract wise, like what do you? I think he's a. I think at this point he's a plan B. I think if we strike out, then he'll he'll be our last resort to sign to like a big huge one year deal. Yeah, I would say he's like a plan D. Plan D. C. <laughs> As a dog? Yeah, yeah. Are you talking I, about me yeah. dogging this man? You got to look at it, bro. Plan, plan A. Plan A. All plan right, A is to trade yeah, Kawhi. This, yeah, that's the thing. And to sign LeBron. Sign LeBron and PG. And PG. That's, that's plan A. Yeah. If everything aligns. Plan B is still if you get the whole LeBron and Paul oh, and, Randall. and you bring Randall. Is- and, but you, you can't. Randall is the part of the plan B. That's mm-hmm. part of plan B. Then from there... 
Plan C is still like just the whole Paul George and Randall type oh, situation oh, and all that. But then at that point, if you don't get a max guy, then that's when you get into all those one-year deals again, and that's where Isaiah falls in. We got enough money to sign Paul George, Isaiah, and uh, Randall. Yeah. Yeah, we, we do. We do have enough money for that, but, I mean, that... I guess, I mean, I guess... I, I'm almost getting kind playing of Playing D is a dog. God, yeah. leave, bro. That's crazy. That, I, I think it is around playing D, bro. No. But this offseason is going to be crazy, though. Watch bro. what I see. And KCP is playing D. Playing. Playing F. D or <laughs> E or L. <laughs> so, somewhere down the line. Somewhere down bro, the line. But KCP played well, bro. Once he was out of jail, bro. Once, <laughs> once he was free, bro. Bro, how you how you in jail during the season, bro? That's crazy, bro. Bro, he literally couldn't go to away games. You on top of the world playing games in the Staples Center, and then after you day, you know you gotta go back and get yeah. locked up. That's crazy. <laughs> he could, but that whole situation is crazy. But like I said, I think this this summer is gonna be crazy. Like this off season is gonna be bananas, bro. Like it's gonna be to me better than what. We've even seen in these playoffs and all that kind of stuff. And we got the podcast to bring you the coverage of it, too. Yeah, bro. We're going to be ready, bro. Just imagine the morning when we wake up, bro, and yeah. it says, Paul George signs he, the list. He, he does his little thing. And what's the, little, the, the thing that the players write in now, the Players' Tribune or whatever? Yeah, whatever. the Players' Tribune. Yeah, yeah. When Paul George writes talking about going back home. He remembers all the days. From his youth of growing up and being a fan. And being the man in L.A. And being the man in L.A. Just like Paul George being a Kobe fan again. A a guy that, like, we talk about the Paul Georges and the... The Wayne Wade. Yeah, and the um, Kyrie's and the Jason Taylor. Speaking of that, bro, like, we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, bro, but... You know, I don't get as passionate and don't get how LeBron fans been lately about LeBron's legacy and all that kind of stuff. But, like, I do feel that Kobe gets skipped over a lot, bro, by yeah. media and by fans. Definitely. But when you look at it, look at how players look at him. Look at how current and former players talk about Kobe, bro. Yeah, Allen Iverson, you know, that's a lot of players. That's a generational player, and he's a, he's a player that's a favorite of many. Even he said, you know, man, look, you know, how can you skip over Kobe and just compare LeBron directly to MJ? But it just goes into it, man. We live in a we live in a sports world where people are very are prisoners to the moment. Yeah, recency bias, bro. You know, and I look at you know I look at Kobe highlights and I'm like, bro, like he's a, he's amazing, bro. It's what he was able to do, and it's a shame that just because people don't like him or. He rubbed them the wrong way that they're not able to see his talent. And that, that's, you know, that's something like me. Like, I don't really care for Steph's personality, but I can admit that Steph is the best shooter I've ever seen in my life and probably the best shooter in NBA history. Oh, he's the best shooter in NBA history. So, you know, you know, a lot of times, you know, people get their feelings involved, and it, it, it really just stops them from witnessing greatness. Bro, I saw this dude on Twitter the other day that, um, that said that, now, don't get me wrong. I'm not disrespecting these players when I mention them. They are all-time greats as well. But said that KG and Dirk should be mentioned ahead of Kobe. That they ahead of Kobe on the all-time greatest list. 
And he on whatever Jr. Right, right, exactly. And I was like, in my mind, I'm thinking, even Dirk don't agree with you. Dirk don't even agree with that assessment because Dirk said that Kobe was the greatest of their generation. That basically Kobe was the best that he played against. So you talking about just players across the the scope of it? I always mention you know Kobe up there with the all time great. So I guess it don't totally matter you know what all everybody else that's you know sitting around on the couch yeah. you know just saying about it and observing it. Like you said, we all just observing it from a fan's perspective. But those guys that actually got on that court, actually saw it night in and night out, actually played the game, they yeah. regard him you know, right there with all of the rest of the greatest of all time. So. Yeah, it's one thing to sit on the sides and watch players, but when the peers are speaking about a player, you best believe the experience that they've had and what they actually are able to see night in and night out as far as preparation, as far as the performance on the floor, that they know, you know, who's the best. They're not just saying that just to say it. Especially AI. If you know anything about AI, right. AI don't keep bite his tongue. He's going to keep it 100. He's going to keep it 100. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's, that. you know, whatever. You know, people gonna hate. Yeah. So, since we out, since Friday's over with, you know, <laughs> we just ended the season like that. Yeah, man, we gonna be we, we stuck with golf and chess yeah, and the spelling bee, the spelling bee, and throw a little tennis in there, a little baseball. Yeah, but at least we'll have you know fantasy coverage for the people you know to look forward to. Yeah, and and the NBA draft, draft coming, up, coming up, NBA draft coming up. You know, DeAndre Aiden probably is our number one pick. Oh yeah. And that'll be a great story, you know. Oh, you, the University of Arizona. You put him with Devin Book because Devin Booker is a that's a, he he's a baller. Like he Booker can hold. He's a baller, man. And then the way Josh Jackson came on at the end of the season, he was yeah. playing well. He, he reminds me of Justice Winslow. Yeah, I think he a little bit because it's kind of like they don't really. I don't know. They just in college they did everything well, and then when they got in the league, they was just like you know just athletic defenders. Mm-hmm. I think he's better than Justice, though. I think he's gonna. I think he has a higher ceiling than Justice. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I don't really. Yeah. Justice, he, he's making baby steps, right? You know, towards being better, but you know, Josh Jackson, like you said, you know, he's making strides. Right, know. right. He played a lot better towards the second half. You were looking at his numbers the second half. It was close on par with your Jason Tatum's and your Donovan Mitchell's and your Ben Simmons and. Not, I'm not saying that he's those guys and that he's as good as those guys because I don't think he is. But when you look at really the second half of the season and saw the improvement yeah. over the course of it, you can see some promise there. But this this draft it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I think they got some nice talent um, in this draft early, and I think you can find some talent even late in the first round. You know, I'm probably saying that partially because the Lakers sitting there at 25. Um, but you know, um, I think. This draft should be a, a pretty solid draft. Pretty pretty nice. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, you know, it's been a very NBA-heavy episode. Right. You know, because I guess that's what's going that's on. That's kind of expected, man. It's doing the NBA Finals. We know that all season coming, the NBA draft going to be coming. So, it was yeah. kind of expected yeah. that that would be the case. And we had a coverage for y'all. And, it, you know, we had a coverage on that NBA draft, of course, you know, after the combine has went on and, We've been able to do some research. So that's going to be coming real soon. Our first NBA mock draft coming soon, which will be interesting to everybody. And, you know, fantasy football is among yeah, us. Yeah, fantasy football. So you have a lot hey, of coverage. Are you um, going to be doing any mock drafts soon, bro? Yeah. I can, if you just let me know when you're doing them, I'll just jump right nah, into the mock. 
with you. No, I don't think I don't. I don't think I don't think. Oh, I'm, I'm just saying, <laughs> bro. You just want, think you slick, yeah, bro? Yeah, I just slide right in there, Mike. Which I just kind of want to see, kind of what you think, and if I'm thinking the same thing, you know. Yeah, you know, I, I get it. But, you know, our league is, is competitive. I understand. I'm yeah, giving enough. I'm giving enough. See, I'm sacrificing enough for opinionated bench warmers' sake. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. Our league is super competitive. Like yeah. we don't. Let just any and everybody in our league. Like yeah. somebody was making fun of me one time because she over, she was looking at me texting in our group me or whatever, mm-hmm. and I was saying something about you know maintaining the integrity of the league or something like that because we was mentioning somebody being uh, potentially added, right. and she thought that was just so funny, bro. But that's really what we mean, yeah. bro. Like we don't let anybody that's trash or potentially suspect get in our league at all. Like you really got to be. The best of the best to be in our league, to, yeah, that you really gonna compete, that you not gonna give up throughout the course of the season, and and honestly, like within our league, like the playoff race, it literally comes down to the last game. Like we got teams, we beat up on each other pretty much week in and week out, and so it's never a situation where a team just runs away with the league or anything like that. So definitely looking forward to fantasy. Be on the lookout. Um, you know, for our blog, we, we'll have some stuff rolling there. We'll obviously be talking fantasy football on here um, as it comes up. Like I said, we'll continue to be giving coverage on NBA. We'll be talking about, you know, this free agency as it hits soon um, and all of that. So I think we, um, I think we're in a good spot, man. Hey, look, look at you, bro. You operating like KD over there. Did <laughs> uh, um, we talk about Philly? No, we, we we totally forgot about Philly, bro. The whole burner accounts, bro. Right, that dude. You got a burner, bro? No, I don't. Okay. I need one. <laughs> nah, make sure, bro. Bro, that's crazy, bro. Like, why? I just don't understand what's the point of it, bro. Like, what's the purpose? And, and the thing about it, the information that you were putting out there, you know, like it was saying, like injury history and all that type of stuff that you putting out there. Like, you just don't do that to players. You don't talk about, you know, like he talked Especially about. Joey. Yeah, when you talk about, you know, uh, players' injury history. You talk yeah. about Joel Embiid's behavior. Yeah. Like, talk Brian, about. Brian Colangelo, if, if you know, for the listeners, uh, it's been accused that, you know, he had a burner account and he made a mistake and was Five burner accounts. Five burner accounts. Five burner accounts. He childish. Yeah, like not just one, bro. Not two, not three, like LeBron said back in the day, bro. Five burner accounts, bro. Yeah, but he's a uh, he's Philadelphia's GM, and uh, he you know he had five burner accounts, like Ramon mentioned on Twitter, and he was just tweeting out, you know, on accident. He didn't know he was on his real account. Might be his wife, right? You know, it ain't his wife. And then you know he, you know he. You know, tweeting out just like you said, injury history. Yeah. You know about, uh, you know Joel Embiid. Criticized and, uh, Joel Embiid. Criticized Jalil Okafor for failing a physical that caused a trade not to go through. He talked about Nerlens Noel. He even, you know, tried to basically critique Sam Hinkie, who was the last GM of the Sixers, who really put the Sixers in the yeah, position really, that they yeah. are right now. Um, but he did that, you know. He talked about the the trade that they were going to have to acquire Markel Fultz. Like, it was just a lot of stuff that's really behind the scenes, really more so of stuff that you, you know, private information that you wouldn't just be letting out there. And so they know at least he would have some type of involvement. Let's just say, quote, unquote, even if it was his wife, which we saying we don't think it is, 
you still disclose that information. Yeah. So I think he, they, I think they about to get him out of there. They, they have to, because if you really, if you really look at it, this is one of Philly's biggest summers. As we mentioned, they have a chance to go get a LeBron James, if not maybe a Paul George. And or even if they don't, they like still that. gonna compete. Right, they'll still compete, but you're about to sit before free agents, and you're gonna tell them that we're gonna keep this GM that you may not be able to trust, to trust and may and disclose. And players are probably disgruntled with. Yeah, I said disgruntled. <laughs> but yeah, but it's uh, but yeah, it's just one of those things that I think you, at the end of the day, you probably got to get them out of there. Now, would I want them to stay? Yeah, I want them to stay because I want this situation in Philly that they don't look as good for free agents. I'm just always thinking of things in the landscape in the lens of a Lakers fan. So anything that can help us out, I'm cool with it. So keep Brian Colangelo out there in Philly. You know, maybe that'll sabotage some things. But if they let go Brian, of them, Brian G and Kenny J, <laughs> <laughs> the demise of the right. '76. Right, right. But, but just yeah. think about it. If they do let them go, that don't forget the name David Griffin. David Griffin could pop up, yeah, former yeah, Cavs yeah, he, GM. He coming, bro. So if he you coming. do that, they'll try because you know LeBron loves some David Griffin. He was upset yeah, when, yeah, when Dan Gilbert let him go. So if I'm if I'm the Sixers and that happens, I do let Colangelo go. Man, don't my give first no call. advice, bro. <laughs> That's just my first call is to is to David Griffin, but yeah. So. And there you have it. I think we wrapped it yeah, up. Yeah, I think we I think we good, man. Once again, we appreciate the listeners. We appreciate y'all checking us out um, week in and week out. We really appreciate the support. Um, it honestly does not go unnoticed at all. We appreciate every listen, every subscri- subscription, every follow that we get on social media, every con- comment that we get out there. Um, we just really appreciate your support. So continue to subscribe to the podcast. Continue to, you know, like us on social media, follow our social accounts on Instagram at O underscore Benchwarmers, Twitter at O underscore Benchwarmers, Facebook, we're at the Opinionated Benchwarmers, um, and then check us out on iTunes, check us out on Google Play, and also on Stitcher. Um, like I said, we, we, we appreciate y'all. Yep, and keep sharing that with a friend, share that link with a friend. Please keep continue to... You know, get us out there. We're trying to get out there. And just like we mentioned, well, we didn't mention it, but I'm mentioning it now. We got yeah. t-shirts coming. Yeah. So we're trying to, you know, we're just trying to get the word out there. And we Just like Ramon said, we appreciate the support. There's nothing left to say there. So right. we're going to wrap that up. Until next time, be on the lookout on the next episode. Uh, I don't think we'll be talking about the NBA anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, another another way. We'll be talking about the playoffs. Yeah, we'll be so, talking about it another way. So we about to get out of here. So. Appreciate y'all and shout out to Los, man. Yeah, shout out Los. Peace.